0: So please, so Avengers, Avengers don't, don't sue us, we don't have that money. That, <laughs> that stoners will be stoned. stoned. And then the car just floors in and it's just meow, it gets like the hell out of there real fast. It crosses like a medium. Remember how I explained there's a difference between Oh, haunted house scream and a I am about to die scream. Well, I believe that this is more of a I'm about to die scream. Michael kicks the door, the driver's side door open, hits the gun. She flips it around and blows her own brains out. I'm like, are you kidding me? No problem, Ryan Reynolds. Anything for you. Empowering herself with the power of penis. Yes, my yes, it's very weird. If you are in a haunted house that has the walls covered with oil, that should be a red sign. This is a haunted house, not a goddamn O'Reilly's auto parts. This can only be one of two things. It's either a video game world, can kind of like GTA, or it's Detroit. Yeah, when you turn on the serial killer that you were interviewing for your news reporting TV show. Yeah. You kind of fucked It's not just protecting your body it's protecting the universe. This suit is a promise to the world that you you alone will do one thing above all finish the mission no matter the cost you will never quit whatever the galaxy may throw your way will you please turn that off? Yeah, but in a supportive Hello, everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of Tyler's Thursday Takes. On this week's episode, I will be reviewing the brand new 2022 Pixar movie Lightyear. IMDb has a rating of 5.1 out of 10, and currently has a popularity rating of fifth overall. But before we get too far ahead into the actual review, I feel as though I need to address some of the controversy that has already come from a movie that was designed for kids. Never thought I'd have to say that, but let's get on with it. As most of you may know, the 2022 movie Lightyear has been in the news recently for its controversial move to include a same-sex couple kissing. Now, on face value, this action would be little more than an afterthought, but it's the reasoning as to why this scene was included. This scene was originally not set to be in the movie at all, until Florida Governor Ron DeSantis passed the Parental Acts Bill that forbids teachers from sexually indoctrinating small children between the grades of pre-K through 6th. So, in retaliation to the passing of this bill, Disney-Pixar decided to re-include the same-sex kissing scene as a way to really stick it to Governor Ron DeSantis, but decided not to stick it to him, as it remained excluded from releases in foreign markets such as the Middle East and China, two countries where homosexuality is not allowed. So as stated previously, personally, I wouldn't care if the same-sex couple shared a small peck, but by intentionally including it as a rebuttal to the parental rights bill passing, Disney has decided to make it more of a political point than just trying to make a good movie, and some would say that the box office results would reflect that. Lightyear hit theaters on June 17th and made a domestic box office release of $50 million. To some of you, that may seem like quite the substantial amount, until you realize that the movie itself had a budget of over $200 million, Some would even go as far as to say that that's a light year of a loss. But now that we've got that out of the way, let's get right on into the review. The movie opens on a strange ship flying through space and landing on an unidentified planet. After landing, the Space Rangers decide to leave the ship and explore this new planet to see if it's inhabitable. And one of these Rangers happens to be our main protagonist, Buzz Lightyear. Space Rangers will make initial evaluations, then assess whether it's worth waking the science crew from their hypersleep. While the Eric takes core samples. I will explore further the oddities of this strange planet. Buzz and his partner Alicia, strictly work partners because this is who our controversy is about, our gay character, begin to explore the planet farther and we're introduced to the rookie Fe- Father... T- Fe-, Fe... Fe... Feathermini? Fe- <sighs> Look, feather... Featherings... Feather... It's a feather imposter. sir. Yeah, that featherments jigger mac jagger yeah anyways <laughs> they immediately realize that buzz has no patience for the rookie and is simply frustrated by the fact that he was just brought along in the first place the crew is then attacked by predatory insects and sentient vines that continue to try to steal them away after getting chased back to the turnip yes that is what they call the big spaceship buzz and the crew try to make a daring escape only for him to crash the ship and maroon everyone on this dangerous planet We now fast forward an entire year where the inhabitants have built a small settlement where they are trying to invent a new fuel source so that they can power the turnip and get them all back into the space and find their way back home. The vines also continue to randomly drag people, but no one seems to care. They almost just kind of seem like an easier way to get around. So Buzz takes off on his attempt to reach hyperspeed so that they can use all the proper fuel mixture to power the ship and lift off once again. Why they need to send Buzz into space every time is to see if it works and risk his life, I have no idea why. The first fuel batch is unstable and requires Buzz to pull off some signs just to survive the trip back to the planet. This seems like a great idea, why do we keep doing this? Upon landing, Buzz notices that one in the short time that he's been gone, Diaz, the guy who helped him get into the spaceship, has grown facial hair until he realizes that he's been gone a lot longer than originally thought. Commander! Are you okay? You you grew a beard. How did you grow a beard? Oh, right. Uh, first off, welcome back. Secondly. Wait. Wait, what is this? How long was I gone? Four years, two months, and three days. What? God, we lost you, Miles. Alicia. Yeah, so it turns out the faster he flies, the more time that passes on the planet. How does this make sense? Well, good question. What happened? Time dilation. Time dilation is quite simple. As you approach hyperspeed, your time little relative to our own. So during your mission, you aged only minutes while the rest of us have aged years. Simply what? the faster you fly... The faster I fly, the further into the future I travel again. Is that how time works? Well, I guess so. So after realizing that every time he goes on this expedition, he will miss years of the lives of those around him. Those being mainly just Alicia and Diaz. Which, when you think about it, Buzz just so happens to be like the perfect man for this job. His only real relationships are just friends. If he had a family, this would be a much harder decision. But nope, luckily he just has friends. After returning to his room, he finds out that Alicia has gotten him a robotic cat companion. Socks. Yes, that's his name. Socks. Who, if I had to guess, is mainly here just to increase toy sales. Socks is essentially like a PTSD service pet slash robot. He's there to help Buzz relax and try to live a normal life. Upon waking up the next day though, Buzz decides that he needs to complete his mission so that he can get everyone home. But before leaving, he tasks Socks with the duty of figuring out the formula for the perfect fuel. And this kind of really annoys me. I guess you could work on this fuel stability thing. Crystallic fusion. Of course. When should I expect you back? About four years. I have a major problem with this especially because they do this in other movies like how is an ai supposed to figure out a formula that the humans who created him weren't so now we basically get a montage of buzz going into space and failing each and every time returning to see those around him slowly age and live their lives this is actually where the kiss is included as at one point alicia has her 40th birthday and she kind of has a celebration and when she meets her wife she gives her a kiss so this didn't really have to even be in there anyways and upon his latest arri- arrival he finds out that alicia has passed away in a video message where buzz is introduced to izzy izzy is alicia's granddaughter who is roughly about six to seven years old in the clip i'm leaving a message for my friend buzz the space ranger that's right he's in space right now wow this is my granddaughter, I'm so after having watched this, it's a really touching moment, and he realizes that even though he wasn't able to get them quote-unquote home, Alicia still had a very fulfilling life. And after watching that message, he is informed by the new general that plans have officially changed, and they now plan to build a giant shield around the base so that everyone can live happy lives. Which to me makes a lot of sense, actually. They've spent the last 62 years on a project that has failed every time, so why keep trying? So, after hearing this, Buzz is disturbed by the fact that they've decided to move on and returns to his room only to find out that Socks has found the perfect mixture for the formula. Just in time for Star Command to arrive and say, hey, we need to take Socks because plot, I guess. So, Buzz decides to escape with Socks and steal a ship to prove that the hyperspace travel is possible. Upon achieving hyperspace travel, he returns to find that the shield has been built, but he is going too fast on re-entry, so he's not able to land at the strip that he always has, and he crash lands a few miles away, and upon landing the ship, he realizes that there's basically nothing around him, and as soon as he leaves the ship, he's grabbed by a strange armored woman who turns out to be Izzy Hawthorne, which is Alicia's granddaughter, Izzy informs him that robots have invaded their planet, and these same robots steal Buzz's ship and take it to their mothership. What? Alicia? Oh. oh no, that's my grandmother. I'm Izzy. Izzy? But, but you were just a little... Sucks, how long were we gone? Meow 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 meow, 22 years, 19 weeks, and 4 days. So after going into hyperspace, Buzz finds out that he's been gone for 22 years, which means Izzy is about 28 to 30 years old, figuring that she was about 6 to 8 whenever Buzz left the first time. Buzz is then taken to Izzy's squad, where Buzz finds out that all the citizens began to attack the robots and have sealed themselves off with a laser shield. Izzy and her squad inform Buzz of their master plan to get rid of the spaceship that's hovering above all of them. Let's review our objectives. Kill the robots and do die. That's right, kill the robots and don't die. I mean, it seems like a pretty well thought out plan to me. But in actuality, the plan is destroy the Zerg mothership so that all the robots will lose power and stop attacking the shield. Shortly after explaining this plan, one of Zerg's robots bursts into the base and apprehends Buzz. The other team members attempt to help Buzz, but all proving to be pretty inept. Only managing to stop the robot after Mo manages to get a lucky straight shot into the robot's head. After nearly getting abducted, Buzz demands to know who all these people are, and it turns out that they're all just junior rangers, they're not even rookies. Mo, being a guy who joined simply because he thought it would be some sort of fun boot camp, Darby, an elderly convict woman who is simply doing this to get some time off of her sentence, and of course Izzy, who's trying to follow in the footsteps of her grandmother. So now, Buzz must deal with the one thing that he has no patience for. Buzz and the crew are now heading to a nearby storage depot so that they may take a ship up to the Zerg mothership. Upon arrival, it is apparent that the storage depot has become a hive for these giant insects that inhabit the planet. Luckily, they're all in hibernation, until Moe drops the car keys, setting off the alarm for the truck and waking up the entire hive. It's not safe. You took the keys to our truck. Oh, there they (laughs) are. Come on. Come on. I'm trying. Got it. are you serious dropping the keys sets off the alarm i mean they don't even fall buttons down like i can drop my keys right now and it won't do the same thing look here we go ready damn my alarms didn't go off Anyways, after having disturbed the entire hive, Buzz and the crew now must find a way out of this mess, so Buzz creates a plan for them to use the stealth function on the ranger suits, one of which being the rookies from the beginning of the movie, who just never showed up again until simply now, and simply walk out the front door until the stealth function wears off, of which Buzz forgot to tell them about. Way to go, Buzz. So instead of fleeing, the three decide to run to the ship with Buzz, where they take off and are immediately chased down by Zurg and his own personal spacecraft. Zurg manages to shoot them down, where they are now stranded on the dark side of the planet. The ship didn't take too much damage, and all it needs to be repaired is like this heat coil. Conveniently, off of the distance, there's an old abandoned mining station, and all they will have to do is just get the core from there. After retrieving said core, Mo accidentally sets off the security system, trapping them all in these ceiling cones. I know, it. just bear with me, I don't understand it either. But it turns out, if the cones touch each other, then they become combined. So Buzz and the crew come up with a plan to destroy the power supply, but in order to do so, Buzz must learn to trust the rookies. After having barely made it out of the security cones, they decide to take a break and refuel on some sandwiches. And... This entire movie, I've been wondering why, after three generations, why everything is almost exactly the same. Well, turns out not everything's exactly the same. Huh, this is, uh... What, uh... What's... What's happening here? I don't know, your sandwich? Why's the... Why's the meat on the outside? Because it's a sandwich? No, the bread is supposed to be on the outside. What, like bread, meat, bread? That's too much bread. Yeah, but this is all... Wet. Yeah, juicy fingers. That's the best part. When's the last time you had a sandwich? I don't know. Hundred years ago, give or take. This <laughs> guy, bread, meat, bread. It's too much bread. That would just suck. No, yeah, that's right. They decided to show this massive three generational gap by sandwiches. What? I- what? In the hell is this? There are so many ways you could have shown that there was some sort of societal differences, and yet this is how you decide to do it? By making the world's stupidest sandwich? I mean, it doesn't even make sense. That would be the equivalent, and after having been gone for a 100 years, I came back, and instead of using chairs to sit on, they're used as tables. And for desks, desks are now the new chairs. So it's like backwards. like, what? You know what? Never mind. So after having a nice bonding moment, Zerg arrives to ruin it, thanks, and it turns out that he's only interested in Buzz, so Buzz tries to run from Zerg, only to get cornered and saved by his crew just in the nick of time. The team make it back to the ship, but are still being pursued by Zerg's robots, and one actually manages to attach a teleporter disk to the side of the ship, but before he can activate it and send them to the Zerg's ship, where they are trying to go anyways, they destroy the robot. Buzz then trusts Izzy to become a co-pilot and show that he's really grown as a person. But Izzy manages to screw it up and launch the fuel core out of the ship where it is then taken by one of Zurg's robots. And while Buzz is mourning the fact that their one and only fuel core is gone, Zurg arrives and beams him up Scotty and leaving the crew absolutely stranded. And then upon arriving on the ship, Buzz tries to fight Zurg until Zurg reveals his true identity. You're all that good, Buzz. Dad. (laughs) Guess again. That's right, turns out Zerg is actually Buzz, but from the future. So this is where the entire story just kind of goes off the deep end. It turns out that after Buzz slash Zerg, I'm just going to call him Zerg, stole his ship to prove that hyperspeed was real, the commander was going to put him in jail for stealing his ship. So instead, he decided to fly into the future to get away from it all. After leaving hyperspace, he stumbles upon this massive ship just floating in the middle of nowhere which he commandeers and takes, and decides if he can go forward in time, why not go back so that it can fix all the problems he created by crashing this ship in the first place. But after going back in time, the fuel core ran out, so that's why he was attempting to take the fuel from the present-day planet so he could go back farther and fix everything. So now, Buzz just gives him the fuel cells so he can go right on ahead and do it, right? Because it'll fix everything. Nope. <laughs> he instead decides that since Alicia... Has lived her life he doesn't want to go back and change the fact that she had a family which makes no sense and I'll explain more at the end of the review so I can finish up the story because this goes on for a while. Izzy then notices the teleporter on the side of the ship and they make their way to the mother ship. The future Sox decides to tranquilize the future Buzz Zerg, so that now Buzz can destroy the ship. After making it to the main hall he activates the self-destructive sequence and that's when Future Sox asks, but why don't you want any of the future technology, Buzz? And he replies with, I only want you, buddy, at this nice, touching moment that definitely won't be ruined by anything. You initiate self-destruct sequence in two minutes. You got it. Self-destruct countdown initiated. Buzz, you don't want any of this cool technology? Only well, you, buddy. Come on. <laughs> so yeah, that's right. We now have our first death count. R.I.P. Future Socks. So Zerg destroys Future Socks for no reason other to make himself more of a bad guy. Now Izzy having made it back to the ship realizes the only way to make it to Buzz is to jump across this massive expanse of space and she has something called astrophobia meaning she is afraid of space and so now she must overcome her fear to get to Buzz. She makes it across but just barely and almost losing socks along the way everyone hated her if she would have lost socks, After helping Buzz to reactivate the self-destruct sequence, she uses the spare teleporter to send her, Buzz, and socks to the ship just in time for the ship to explode before Buzz is able to put the fuel core into the smaller ship. I know I keep saying ship a lot, but there's a lot of ships. It's a space movie. Luckily, the main ship that has, you know, everybody inside of it and Buzz's ship from the very beginning of the movie are not destroyed and are simply floating in space. Buzz somehow manages to put the fuel into his, like, first ship so that he can get to the others, only to find out that Zerg also survived this, like, Death Star explosion. And in a last-ditch effort to stop Zerg, he decides to eject from his old ship and shoots the f- fuel core, thus killing Zerg. It will be like you were never here. So, prepare. We can add two to the death count now, including Zerg, basically future Buzz, Buzz that manages to help the crew land safely with his trademark wing jetpack that he got from ejecting from the ship. Because I guess that's where it come from, even though in the original Toy Stories, he just always had it. But you know what? Besides the point. Upon landing he is greeted by the commander who then takes him back to the place where he is told that he will be the new head of a special space rangers team to protect the planet from space threats and instead of choosing a team of highly trained operatives he decides to keep the crew that he has and they live to infinity and beyond with the movie ending on them being sent off on yet another mission and that my friends is the new light year movie so let's Let's get into this review, I guess. Okay, so for the plot, I'm giving it a zero. <laughs> so the plot gets a zero for me mainly because the movie contradicts itself in so many ways. First, why would Bo- Buzz be opposed to going back in time? Obviously, going back wouldn't change anything as seen by the presence of Zerg. The only reason the timeline is now different is because Zerg is interfering. Plus, it wouldn't change the fact that Alicia still got to live her life. Buzz just doesn't want to go back to see his friends, because he has new ones, I guess, and he really likes them, or maybe it's just because he really likes the new stupid sandwiches that they have. Which leads me to my theory. When Buzz went into hyperspeed, he went to a different dimension. Because at one point in the movie, Buzz asks Zerg, who's future Buzz, but what about Izzy? To which Zerg responds with, Oh, uh, but, well, she won't have her family. She won't have Izzy. Who's Izzy? So, by that statement, this proves that this Buzz doesn't know about Izzy. Which, if we go back prior to the movie, before Buzz left on his final expedition, he saw the video of Alicia with her granddaughter, and she said, This is Izzy. So, that leads me to believe that when Buzz was in hyperspeed and fleeing from the authorities in that clip you can actually see there's a small like a small like blink and you'll miss it type of deal where he sees another ship identical to his own so the fact that they tried to put this whole time travel thing in there it doesn't make sense when at the same time they're contradicting themselves so the plot makes zero sense and for Buzz to actually think for the For him to be going into the future and then going back in time, he would have to believe that that's a different dimension because he would have to think that by going back, he would change the future when in actuality, nothing is changed because it's all just a different dimension. I know it doesn't make sense, but that's what we're having to go off of. Acting, I gave it a one. It's just voice acting. There's nothing here that really jumps off the page to me. It's not like any of the actors made me really feel for what's going on. I mean, there was Socks, but Socks is just a robot. He's, meant, he's manufactured to be likable to the audience, so for acting, it's just a one. Cinematic, of course, gets a three. I've said this before, and I'll always say it again. Disney has all the money in the world. And they can make it look very nice because they have all the resources available to them. And that's always just the way it's going to be. For the bonus points, I give it a .5 because I kind of like Socks. I mean, he was cool. Besides that, everything about this movie just screams incontinuity. I mean, I guess that's what happens when you focus more on political objectives than you do making a good movie, so... Enjoy your $150 million loss, Disney-Pixar. I hope you enjoyed making a statement. So for all those of you at home who don't like to do the math, I'll do it for you. IMDb gave this a 5.1 out of 10. I am giving it a 4.5 out of 10. A lot of that purely just came from the cinematics. It's not that good of a movie. If you want to watch it, I'm not going to stop you, but you will probably be just as infuriated by it as i was and i guess we have a death count on screen we have a death count of two three if you count alicia and a whole bunch more if you count all the generations that died because buzz was gone for over a 100 years so that's buzz Lightyear 2022 the disney pixar movie that stirred up way too much controversy for such a terrible movie once again, thank you to everybody who decided to stop by and listen. I hope all of y'all are having a great week. I hope everyone is having a good time. I hope that the Taiwan listeners are still there. But if the audio sounds a bit off for the movie clips, that's that's just the way that is. I can't control that. That's all that I had to work with. But once again, thank you to everyone who decided to stop by. And shout out to Anchor. Without Anchor, none of this would be possible. So once again, thank you everyone for coming out and listening and always remember if you ever decide to go into hyperspace don't go forward in time and say go to another dimension and refuse to do the obvious choice thanks everyone see you next week Auctions. Summer night, ocean paradise, whale calls? No, no, white noise is fine. Very well. Good night, Sox. Good night, Buzz.